two podcasts are wonderful. My name is Greggy Hochsteller, and today we're going to be talking about You Talking You Two to Me, episode 14, uh, Stained Glass, it's called, featuring Scott Aukerman, Adam Scott, and Todd Glass. But first, we're going to speak to my guest. He is one of the biggest stars in the basketball field, I guess you would say. He's won gold medals for playing basketball. He's gone to... uh, two NBA championships. He's won four Most Valuable Player Awards. He is the one, the only, LeBron James. LeBron, welcome to the show. Hello, people. This is the two-time champion, soon-to-be three-time champion, LeBron James. How's everybody doing today? Well, I'm doing great. I'm uh, super excited to have you on because I'm a big basketball fan. I can't get enough of it. Right, Um, right. So basketball, that's the one with the orange ball, right? Yes. Um, sometimes they are different colors, though. You you really don't know oh, really? what color. Yeah, you really don't know what color it's going to be until you show up. I've seen pink balls. Uh, I think they do that for raising money. Uh, oh, I've yeah, seen, for like breast cancer and stuff. Right. I've seen white and red and blue balls, but not as often as I would like to see. Um, I've been meaning to talk to somebody about that. Okay. So do you feel think of yourself as like a patriot? You really want to see those red, white, and blue balls? Oh, out there? oh no! I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a football player, so the, I'm, I'm no patriot by any means. But um, I, I think, I think I am a Cavalier, and and that's what I'm true to. I'm true to Ohio. You know, being three time Mr. Basketball in the state of Ohio, I think whatever the word for patriot would be for the state of Ohio. Okay, so what would that be? A Buckeye? Or is that the wrong sport? <laughs> no, that's that's an honor to be called the Buckeye. Um, I, I wanted to become a Buckeye, but my people said I, I should just go get the money. So, I, I mean, that's that's what I was told to do. So, I mean, this is I have to do what's best for me and my family. And, you know, when you have a family in high school, you got to make some decisions. So you went straight from the high school to playing for the NBA. Do you feel like you really missed out on the college life, getting drunk, uh, going to all the parties, maybe joining a frat? You know, I, I, I don't miss the alcohol, you know, being the best athlete in the world that I am you have to not do things that are bad for you. So I don't do any of that, but I, I think I would miss having a fraternity. I think I kind of forced that culture with the locker room. You know, I like to run around and, you know, get the towel into a little rat's tail and, you know, whip around the boys, butt bare butt cheeks. You know, I like to, I like to loosen up and have a little fun. And I think it would have been a little more fun to do that, you know, with, without the pressure of the media on you at all times, like I had in the pros and the older guys didn't like that, that mentality I brought to the locker room, you know, that, that frat boy, you know, that family that I tried bringing that the older guys didn't like that. How does high school basketball compare to, uh, NBA? Would you say there's more pressure in the NBA? Oh no, 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 no. Without a doubt, more pressure in high school. Have you played high school basketball in Ohio? It, oh, it's absolutely not, not no. It, it is the most stressful times of my life. I could not wait to get out of high school. Just couldn't wait. You know, I, I tried graduating earlier. They wouldn't let me. So I had to stick around for those four years, unfortunately. In, in high school, you know, you deal with stuff that's just, you know, not out there, like bullies. You know, people don't think about it, but there's a lot of bullies in high school. And uh, I, I couldn't wait to get out of high school to get away from my bully. So you had a lot of uh, bullies picking on you in high school? Oh, absolutely. You just try being the tall kid in a high school. All they do is point and laugh at you and, you know, they, they jab you in the ribs with their rulers. And by the time I turn around, they're gone. I, 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 I couldn't tell you who my bully was. To me, the high school was the bully. Wow. 
Wow. That's really surprising because, uh, you know, you played basketball, you played football, you must've been a pretty big kid. Uh, but they, they were just sneaking around and they got you when you weren't looking. Right. Well, the thing is with bullying, I, I think we, we need to teach the, the youth of this age that, you know, you could be big and be bullied. You don't have to be bullied by a bigger person. We should probably move on from this. This is bringing back memories. Um, Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's talk about I, I good times. Okay. So um, in professional basketball, uh, now that you're a big basketball star, you're one of the most uh, famous players out there right now. Do you ever have to deal with bullying <laughs> in the NBA? Greggy, bullying is always going to be around. And I'm going to do the best I can to stop it. But at the same time, I think I need more people to help us. You know, I, I put a charity together for bullying. Uh, I do a lot of things, uh, mostly things that I'm very passionate about, and I'm very passionate about stopping bullying. But you can go to LeBronBullying.com to find out more about that and how you can help out. Uh, and I'm sorry for bringing up all this stuff. Uh, I didn't mean to do that to you. In high school, you also played football. Uh, have you ever considered maybe going into the NFL instead of the NBA? I did. You know, I tried – being the new age two-star athlete, I, I grew up loving guys like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. So to, to find out that the NFL and the NBA were not cool with sharing me, that's where the decision had to come down to, what do I have to pick? And I went with the money. What can I say? So do you like money then? I would say like is kind of a soft word. I think I'm very passionate about money. You got to understand, I'm a very passionate person. And when I'm very passionate about certain things, they they mean a lot to me. So which game is just more fun to play, do you think? Uh, Football or basketball? Well, Or a third game, if there's a third game that you really enjoy. Yeah, you know, I I play those two games just because um, I'm gifted in ways that most people aren't gifted. You know, if I wasn't six foot eight and the most chiseled guy in America, would I be playing professional sports? Probably not. But the sports that I absolutely love. And it's such a shame because it's one of those sports that kind of goes away as you get older. And that's kickball. Uh, oh, wow. I, I, th- I was very good in my elementary days. And, you know, it's just hard getting a game together nowadays. It's really hard. Yeah, kickball is a really great game. And it's weird that it isn't, you know, like some kind of a professional thing. I think it gets dangerous but what doesn't get dangerous as we get older? I mean, I, I'm, I'm petrified of planes. Uh, the first time I actually went on an airplane, I, I, I wept like a little boy. And, and here uh-huh. I am, you know, six foot eight, crying on an airplane. Um, my head's touching the ceiling and, you know, crying <laughs> like a little girl. Um, you know, my first time away from my mom, traveling, uh, <laughs> it, first time flying. It was, it was just too much to take in emotionally and I wasn't ready for it. And, um, you know, that was another tough time in my life. And then they make you put your phone on airplane mode. You can't even freaking text your mom and say, Oh, I wasn't really allowed to mommy. So that's another thing why I didn't like high school. I wasn't allowed to have a phone. I had to use a pager. In 2003, it's not easy finding pay phones. I mean, I know they existed more then than they do now. But, um, you know, asking people to use their phones was taboo in 2003. You've won two gold medals uh, for basketball in the Olympics. Have you ever thought of maybe competing in something else, uh, sprinting or Grecian Roman wrestling or anything like that? 
I, I I don't think I would do wrestling, although that sounds fun. I, I I have to check that out next Olympics I participate in. I if I had to try something else out, which I don't know if many people know this, I did try out for something else. Unfortunately, you know, you just don't make the cut, and I can't just walk up to people and say I'm LeBron James. Let me play whatever I want. It doesn't work that way. People beat me in it, and you know, I had to bow out and and move on in my day. So so what was the know, other sport that you tried out for? I, I just was not a good long dive i just i couldn't do it i tried a couple of times and it it was tough being tall and listeners don't be freaking racist okay lebron james is a wonderful swimmer he takes to the water like a dolphin okay he's so fast it was the diving that gave him some trouble so let's just nip that in the bud right now yeah, well, I don't even know why that, that would cross anybody's mind. I mean, Michael Phelps is a really good friend of mine, and, you know, we race all the time, and, you know, he, he'll never say this. But uh, I've beat him a few times, but he, like I said, he'll never come out publicly with that. But if you get him behind the scenes, a couple beers in him, he'll, he'll admit to his defeat. And that guy is so high all the time on his marijuana, he'll say anything. Right, right. We're, we're not allowed to do that, so um, – <laughs> We're, we're not allowed to do that for a couple of weeks out of the year, but yeah, we, we, we try not to talk about that to keep, we, you know, we don't want to be associated with that. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. When, when, when I'm not working, you know, who, who's to say what I'm doing and not doing. How about if you're playing a, uh, a game in Colorado, what happens then? Are you allowed to go ahead or, I mean, it's legal. Oh, right? I, oh I, well, absolutely. It's just like alcohol. I'm allowed to go and have a drink, but I'm not allowed to go out and have 12 punch a bartender in the face, smash my car through, a courthouse, you know, not saying I've done that. Uh, you know, maybe I have, maybe I haven't, but you know, I can't do that. I can't get stoned and go take a piss on the front lawn of the governor. You know, I can't do that, but you know, I can, I could go sit at the bar and, and have a marijuana drink or something, you know? Yeah. And the rules of the NBA are so like anachronistic and from a different time. I mean, right. Who cares if, if uh, LeBron James or another basketball player who I definitely know the name of, and I'm just not saying because Yao I don't Ming. feel like it. What, what if, yeah, what if Yao Ming, what if Yao Ming and LeBron James want to go and uh, get really drunk and piss on the governor's lawn? Who cares? It's 2015. Get over it. Do you want a story about Yao Ming and, and beers and me? Oh, absolutely. I would love a story. So it was actually 2008. Bring it back a few years back. Is 2008, we uh, were over in Beijing. Yao's, you know, hometown over there. He's kind of the, the go-to guy. He's my, uh, you know, travel guide, if you say. And he came over first night. And, you know, me and, and Dwayne Wade and Carmelo, we wanted to go out and party. But he's like, no, we would just hang in here. It's, you know, adapt to, you know, time zone difference or what, what have you. And Yao Ming showed up with a uh, four cases of beer. He locks the door and he put a, a chair in front of the door and then he sits down in that chair and says, we do not leave until all the beers empty. And oh, wow. I've never seen a man drink 48 beers that quickly. Um, you know, Carmelo, man. And then that, maybe that explains why Carmelo doesn't win a lot. And, and you know, he, he looks like he's out of shape uh, every now and again. But, you know, Carmelo was in a rush to get out of that hotel room. But I, I won't say what else happened after that. And that's between us and the boys. So, like I said, you won uh, two gold medals in the Olympics. What was that like? What was uh, it like playing for the United States of America, you know, for those bragging rights and stuff? Um, I know you had an earlier, you know, an Olympic team. They, they kind of benched you a lot, and they ended up with bronze. Do you think giving you more time to play was what got us the gold? 
You know, I, I, I'm not one to throw, you know, coaches under the bus here or, or the head of basketball operations for USA Basketball. Uh, you know, Jerry and I are very close friends, but I'm not going to sit here and tell them how to do their jobs. Um, I just know what wins games and winning games usually equals playing LeBron James. Um, but I actually do want to mention because, you know, the, the 2008 and 2012 gold medals are very special, very special. Uh, you know, we brought the team back. We, we achieved goals. You know, I met a lot of good friends, um, did a lot of good shopping out in those two cities, London for those who are wondering. But I actually enjoyed the 2004 the most. You know why? Why is that? Because you have to fail first. So to make me a better person, I needed to fail. And that was the first time that I've truly failed in something where I should have accomplished it. And, wow. you know, that, that builds LeBron James. And that's all that matters is building LeBron James. So is that the only time you failed or would you say that's just one of a, a couple? Well, well, I mean, people will tell stories. A lot of it's scuttlebutt. They'll make some words up, uh, say things that they saw differently, I guess. But that was the only time that I felt I should have won and didn't. Every other time, it, it's worked to call in the plan every single time. So uh, that's enough about basketball, I'd say. I mean, maybe we'll come back to it. But uh, how about your personal life? Is there a special someone out there for you? Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm married. I got my two kids. You know, I love my family. N- nothing, nothing is more important to me than sitting on the couch with my two kids, watching Tom and Jerry eating some corn pops. Have you had corn pops? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a few corn pops in my day. Uh, to me, corn pops is unbelievable. It, it's so simple. I don't know how they get all the flavor in those things. I just don't know. And I, I, I've asked some people to look into it for me, and no one's gotten back to me. So if you know anybody who knows a thing or two about corn pops, or Kellogg's, I believe, is the brand, I hope. Mm-hmm. If you know anything, just, you know, we'll pay for that information. The LeBron James camp will pay for that. Okay, so I, I've uh, I've sent some emails back and forth uh, with Cap and Crunch about possibly getting him on the podcast. So maybe I'll I'll see if he has any insider knowledge about that. Does he do birthday parties? He's been known to. That was more in the beginning of his career. Uh, he'll still break it out once in a while. I think definitely for LeBron James, he could see fit to do that. Speaking about pirates, I'm looking at this photo on our Google Hangout here. Uh huh. And are you a clown? Well, I kind of use that as my avatar on the internet. I, just, uh, I wouldn't. I, I want to know how did you know? How did I know? Yes, that I'm petrified of clowns. Oh, I absolutely didn't know, and I would have changed that if I had known that uh, that was something you were afraid of. I have not taken my eyes off your photo because I don't know where it's going to go next. So uh, you know, I like to keep my enemies close and. <laughs> You know, that clown is not up to good, I'll tell you that much. So LeBron James does not approve of that clown face. Uh, w- would it make you feel any better if you knew that that was a, a crunk dancer uh, rather than a, a, an actual clown that, you know, would appear at a birthday party or anything like that? It's still deceptive. It's still very, very deceptive. Um, you could be feeding the poor, but if you dress like a clown – for some reason, I don't trust it. When, when, when things happen to you at young ages, it kind of sticks with you for life. Everything has meaning. Everything has, you know, everything usually draws back. For me, LeBron James, I can trace everything back in my life to something. So where, do, where does the clown distrust come from then? 
that was actually um, a story that might be inappropriate for the radio. But um, when you're a young boy and you happen to walk in on your mom, uh, oh. it's yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay, but. we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. So what are your plans for after basketball? I mean, playing professional sports is really hard on the human body. Mm-hmm. And eventually you've got to retire. So, I mean, you don't have that college education to fall back on. No, uh, what no. are you going to do with your life after well, basketball is done well, with for you? Well, luckily, I have a lot of money, so I don't think I have to worry about any of that. You know, it's a blessing. I, I cannot thank anybody else but God for that, um, you know, to give me this life. However, you do ask about a career after basketball because I'm not just going to sit around. I'm LeBron James. Exactly. So I actually uh, – you mentioned off-air about things LeBron James wanted to promote, and, you know, people buy enough of my stuff anyways. I want to promote something else that I helped. Um, I'm actually a star in a new movie coming out this summer. Oh, wow. Really? Called Trainwreck with Judd Apatow. I hadn't heard about that. You're going to be in that movie? Yes. And I've been very upset with the lack of publicity this movie's getting because you didn't hear about it and you know everything about podcasts. You mostly know about movies as well. Oh, um, absolutely. I'm a movie hound. I see every movie out there uh, from what's come out lately that. Oh, that Mad Max. I didn't see that yet, but I'm definitely going to. Uh, oh, Avengers I, was a big one. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm definitely going to. I didn't, I didn't want to mistake anything here. Um, I actually don't watch movies. Uh, I've never seen a movie in my life. I've been in a few, but um, I, I, can't, I can't watch movies. It just, I can't do uh, it. Well, when you're LeBron James, movies aren't for watching. They're for starring in. Correct, correct. So, you know, it's going to be a good flick. I, I hope everybody goes out and checks it out. Um, kind of a rom-com, kind of an action com, a lot of coms in, in all the description, a lot of drama com. Um, but we, we, we got a lot of comedians in here. We got a lot of really good actors. I mean, Harry Potter's in this movie. If that's not enough to make you go see it, I don't know what will. Oh, yeah. Uh, past guest, Daniel Radcliffe. Um, he's Who's a great that? actor. Who? Um, that, that is a, I, I, I'm talking, I just, I I'm talking about Harry Potter. Who awesome. are you talking about? Um, I just wanted to plug one of my past episodes. That's all. Uh, and that wasn't necessarily anything to do with what you were saying. But yeah, you said a name, Daniel, who's Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. He's a guy that had been on my podcast previously. Um, oh, okay. yeah. So I just wanted to, to mention okay. that past episode, maybe somebody wants to go listen that, to that. That's I'm pretty not weird. happy with the numbers that I've gotten on that episode, so I just wanted to mention it again. That's uh, pretty weird. Um, how me saying Harry Potter would bring up that name for you? That's uh, I would. Life's life's funny, Greggy. I'll tell you that much. As you know, when you lived as long as I have, when you've done all the things that I've done, and you know, when you got a Wikipedia Wikipedia page that's dedicated to you, you, you you've kind of done well in life. Oh, you have a Wikipedia page? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh, absolutely. Just type in LeBron James on, on Wikipedia in the search, and it should be the second one down, I think, right now. I don't think it's the first one. I'm, I've been working on getting up there, trying to get a little more popular. You hosted Saturday Night Live one time. What was that like? Very scary. What people don't realize is it's actually a very small stage, and they're really not used to having tall people on the show. I mean, comedians are relatively short people. You know, if you took their average medium height, you would have probably five, six for guys, maybe five, two for girls. So they, they make stages for comedy sets to be small. And when I first got up there, the lights were just shining on my shirt. 
and you couldn't see my face. So <laughs> it was a little scary until they figured that out. And then, but once they got that figured out and it was a uh, smooth sailing, you know, everyone was pretty nice. People kept challenging me on one-on-one basketball. I don't know why, but everyone asked me to play one-on-one and the bet stuff, stuff that I need. I, I, I didn't get that, but um, good food backstage, good skits, um, good time. I, I would definitely do it again. So is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we go ahead and talk about the podcast? You know, we, we did the movie. We talked about Corn Pops. Hopefully someone gets me that information. <laughs> you know, I guess I'd just like to thank God and, and you know, and my mom. My mom, Gloria, is one of the most important people in my life. Uh, my teammates are my life. And uh, right now we're on TV, too. Actually, whenever this airs, I don't know when it will air, but the day we're recording the day we're recording this we're playing tomorrow night on television so um make sure you tune in and watch that's really all i gotta plug in just plug in the nba okay and chances are good like anytime anybody listens to this lebron james is going to be somewhere on your television right right you know uh, i i mean i forgot the plug i was also in the the, uh, the entourage movie as well but um <laughs> just just a small cameo this uh train wreck movie definitely go see it because i'm the i'm the star in it Okay, great. Well, then we will be right back to talk about you talking you two to me. Apologies go out this week to Jacob Noble. I was going to have him on because I figured with a name like that, he must be some kind of prince or duke or at least a knight. But as it turns out, he's just some guy. Uh, so I had to cancel at the last minute with him. He does have a podcast, though, which is the thing I find really relatable about him. Go check out his show, Beers and Laughs. It's wonderful. You can find it at beersandlaughs.com or search for it on iTunes. Also, I'm super excited this week, guys. My hero, Andrew C., actually listened to Podcasts Are Wonderful. And get this, he left me a five-star review on iTunes. Can you even imagine? The Andrew C. likes my show. Somebody pinched me. I must be in heaven. Oh, my God, you guys. Do you think that might be it? Am I really dead? And this is just a lie God is telling me to make me happy now that I'm dead because I was such a good boy on Earth? Is heaven just one big Truman's Show ruse God is pulling on all us good little boys? Do angels have to pretend to be all the people I'm seeing? This is fucked up if so. If you're just an angel being forced into being nice to me by your cruel taskmaster, Andrew C., I still appreciate you. If, however, it is the real Andrew C. who left me this review, I appreciate you even more. Let's be best friends. I mean, if you aren't too busy being one of the top 13 best people on Earth, and all you other listeners, if even an angel among men like Andrew C. can take time out of his busy day pretending to be people dead goody two-shoeses like me want to meet in heaven, surely you can find five minutes to type up a nice review. Okay, folks, I hate to get up on my high horse and do rants and do politics, but this tyranny has to stop. I don't know how this guy got into the White House. I certainly didn't vote for him. I've stood idly by for too long, not wanting to take a stand, but it's time I said my piece. It's time we impeach President Buddy. I know there was no rule in the Constitution saying a dog couldn't be president, but there is one saying you have to be at least 35 years old, and President Buddy isn't even that old in dog years. In fact, Electing a puppy to the most powerful office on the planet was a huge mistake. The guy has no life experience. He can't speak English or any other language. I'm sorry if I've upset you listeners. If you want to yell at me about my very brave but controversial opinions, send me an email to podcastsarewonderful at gmail.com, DM me on Twitter at TheGregius, send me a message on Facebook where I can be found under my name, Greggy Hochstetler, or just leave a message on this episode on the website, podcastsarewonderful.com. President Buddy. All bark, no bite. 
Okay, that was my thing where in movies they get like real newscasters and um, Jay Leno and stuff like that. Uh, they get them to say things like the movie is real. So Hollywood, when you make an Air Bud movie where the dog is a president, you can use that clip. Just make sure you leave all the plug parts in there, okay? Okay, back to the show. Bye. Uh, I don't know anything about this band. I have to say, I've... Can you play one song that I'll know so I can have a basis to go yeah, by? Yeah, sure. Here's one right here. <laughs> this is Stained. Yes. This is this was a giant hit. You you. What you, year? Two thousand one. Okay. Let's turn it up here, so we can hear that great yeah. first opening salvo. Put some reverb. <laughs> it's been a while since oh, this is the song we've been doing the whole. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're here. Oh, okay, of course I know that song. <laughs> of course you know that one. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. So this week, LeBron James and I listened to You Talking You Two to Me, episode 14, Stained Glass, featuring Scott Aukerman, Adam Scott, and Todd Glass. And uh, You Talking You Two to Me is a podcast that Adam Scott and Scott Aukerman do where they uh, get together and talk about you 2 what's going on in the news for them. For a little, a very little while, they were reviewing the the albums that U2 has put out, but they very quickly ran out of those, and they just started talking about different things. Um, that Spider-Man musical, Turn Off the Night, or whatever that was called. I think that's what it was called. And uh, just U2 in the news. Um, I believe they went to a U2 concert recently, and hopefully they're going to put out an episode about that pretty soon. It's a pretty fun podcast, and I enjoyed a lot. Uh, had you ever heard the podcast before, LeBron? No, actually, I was um, outside of listening for a second time with you because you asked me. I was actually cornered at a party from Adam Scott himself. We went into a room and sat down, and this, that was the episode that he made me listen to. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, Adam is. It's funny. Adam is so proud of that podcast. He will bring it up at any. I've, I've seen several videos where he'll just bring it up in a conversation in an interview or something like that. I'd say it's, it's uh, endearing to him. Right. No, he wasn't shy. <laughs> so I, I assume he took his phone out, set it on the table, and uh, the two of you sat across from each other and just locked eyes and stared at each other while you listened to this two-hour podcast. Is that what, what happened? No, we were actually ear to ear. Uh, he was holding oh, okay. the phone up, and I was hunched down, being a little bit taller than him, uh, just by a few inches, but I'm leaning down, listening to it ear to ear. Couldn't really hear much of it over his laughing over it, in-person laughing. <laughs> which kind of ruined the jokes, I, I think. But I, I then said, let's, let's get a bowl. So we went out and got an empty glass bowl. We put the phone in there. It amplified the sound so we didn't have to stand there awkwardly and I can enjoy it. And um, I kind of just stared at him the whole time and say, don't you laugh. Let me listen. <laughs> and that's kind of how it went down. And then, you know, we were not interrupted once throughout that. Uh, and that's, that was a long one. I think it was a little over two hours. But, yeah, we sat there for two hours he uh, kept getting me drinks, and I listened to it. Yeah, because w when I talked to you about being on the podcast, you brought it up as the one podcast you've ever heard. I went through and uh, looked at the different episodes. Um, I thought a Harris Whittles one would maybe be a little too sad. Uh, right, so I just decided right. on the Todd Glass one. And it's a very strange coincidence that that's the one you actually have happened to listen to. Right. And it's the only podcast I've ever listened to, period. <laughs> and I listened to it twice. Who knew? That's amazing. So did you know Adam Scott from Torque uh, when you met him at that party? or I, I recognized him from Step Brothers. Uh, he, was, oh, okay. he, was kinda, he was a jerk brother that made me laugh a lot. But other than that, you know, I was just like, hey, you're, you're a famous person. I've seen you on TV. My kids think you're funny. 
obviously he had to promote this a little bit harder than and I just want to say hi. Scott asked this to Adam at the beginning of the podcast, and I thought it was uh, a very polite, it was a, a class act of him to do. So I just wanted to ask you, is there anyone you, out there you'd like to say hello to? I would like to say hello, people. I would like to say hello to you, Greggy. And I would like to say hello to my teammates, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'd like to say hello to my mom, Gloria. Hello. And probably your wife and children. Oh, no, no. They're actually here with me right now. That'd be Oh, okay. That's, that's sweet. Yeah. They're just sitting on the couch looking at me, giving me weird looks. Um, but that'd be weird if I, hello, family. Yeah, see, that was weird. Didn't feel natural. <laughs> okay, my mistake. Uh, so what is the max amount of time that you would, like, you would sit on a toilet? Ten seconds, without a doubt. <laughs> I, got, I got places to be. I can't, you know, I can't sit there for too long. And uh, I actually suffer from that disease that leaves marks on your thighs. Um, oh, okay. So if I'm there for too long, I lose the blood circulation and I pass out on the toilet. And then I'm there for a whole lot longer than I ever planned on being there for. Oh, definitely. But and, that must that must just be I'm, explosive. Ten seconds. I, I'm I might blow some minds right now with the knowledge that I have. You know, we went back to this in the first half of this show where I talked about why I don't drink alcohol because I have to keep this body, you know, tip top shape, or else I don't get those dollar bills that I'm fighting for. But you have to understand the correct way to poop. And that is the full-on squat to the ground style. So if you don't have a poop stool, that's on you. I got one. Get right up on there. Eight seconds is my time. I've gotten it down to six a couple of times, but, you know, that I, that was, you know, a little harder, a little more stress. And uh, what's your wipe style? You, you use uh, toilet papers, wipes, you got a bidet. What, what, is, what do you do? Uh, well, also using the poop stool, it's supposed to pinch off a clean... Pinch, oh, right, 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 right. However, I do have a bidet because it feels a little nice after, you know? And it only adds a second or two. It's not a big deal. Right, right. The next thing we need to figure out is, which I have one, but it costs an arm and a leg. So after I poop, I go to the bidet. After I'm done with that, there's a third toilet. But it's not a toilet. It's an air dryer. So after I use a bidet, hop in that air dryer for five seconds, I'm gone. 20 seconds in that bathroom. That's all I need. Is it one of those um, Dyson ones where move your butt through the, the thing like an, an assembly line or something like that? Uh, no, I, I have to get up. I have to get up and down. So that's, uh, you know, just something to deal with. So Todd Glass uh, had the opinion that everyone should write their own book as a form of a uh, like therapy or figuring out their their own issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would your book be about? Well, first off, Greggy, I would hope it'd be you that would be ghostwriting my book. Um, and I would love to have the honor of ghostwriting your book. I, I think that's how the ghostwriting plan that Todd was putting forth on the show, where if everybody writes one and everybody gets one written, then everybody will have their story published and learn about themselves. I think that's what he was going with. I don't know. I mean, I'm only a high school graduate, so... Take my word as, as you will. But I think my book would be about greatness. Um, that is a great offer. I would absolutely love to ghostwrite your book. Um, I think I would maybe want to <laughs> reach out to someone with a, a little bit of a, 
experience in writing or something like that when it comes to my book, because my story is one that um, needs someone with a, a deft pen to write this thing, because I want to tell the story of Buck Friendly, Space Pirate. He is out there every day um, fighting the bad guys, rustling space cows, and doing all kinds of interesting adventurous deeds out there in the minefields of, well, the, the asteroid fields, excuse me. He's got to watch out for the law because he's always got a, a little something in his cargo hold that is maybe extra legal, as he would say. He's always shooting his blaster on kill. So I would need somebody with an eye for literature to write my book. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to offend you at all. Does it help that I write left-handed? Oh, okay. I mean, that's a little weird, wouldn't you say? I mean, that's already making a story weird if you're writing with the wrong hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you consider that the wrong hand? Isn't it righty-tighty, wrongy-loosey? That is the famous phrase. So I, That's how I screw with nuts and bolts. That's how I have always done it. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Then we have it figured out. You're going to write my book. I'm going to write your book. Right. And what do we call this book? Um, your book, hmm, I'm, I'm naming your book. Is that the idea? Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to see what did you want for yours? I mean, I, I'm going to at least let you pick the title before I, you know, do my work and do my magic. I mean, anything LeBron James touches turns to gold. So even if I just did your foreword, you would sell a million copies. Oh, that's really true. I hadn't thought of that. Do you want your story told or do you want it written? Great point. So let's see. My, my first thought is just buck-friendly space cowboy. Uh, mm -hmm. Beyond that, let's see. Uh, the Dangers Within. Ooh, that's uh, good. You like that? Maybe Tom Clancy. Yeah. Uh, I, re I read a lot. I don't know if you noticed, but I always carry a book around with me everywhere I go. Um, how about The Mystery of the Space Babe? I already want to do this book. Let's go. Let's, just, <laughs> let's stop this podcast. Let's brainstorm. Okay. Well, I still have a little bit more notes, so let's get to that before we okay, get okay. right to writing. Do you have more than one email address? I assume you must because you are rich. I actually do not have an email. They, there may be email accounts with my names on them, but I don't have access to any of those things. I, I, don't, I don't know what those are about. So you're like a step beyond uh, the need for email. The people that need to be communicated to the people that need to be communicated to, they handle all that out. Uh, I just, I have two people to tell me when and where I have to be. Maverick Carter, my best friend forever, BFF. He is also here at me, me and my family, uh, making sure I don't say anything stupid. He likes to make sure, <laughs> you know, I, I keep the image of LeBron James to the max. Um, and then my wife. Those are the two people that I let make decisions of when and where I have to be. Oh, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, I, you know, they tell me I got to be a place or a job. I got to go. So uh, I, I do a lot of just following people around when they tell me where to go. Um, so I, I don't know anything about email. So uh, how many people do you think could fit into the Hollywood Bowl? I've actually driven by it twice in my life. Um, I've never seen a concert out there. But from what I heard, anywhere from 600 to maybe 48 thousand give or take it's somewhere in that range um it really depends on the layout of the stage mm -hmm. and and how big of a stage they actually put it in there i've never even seen like a picture of the building or anything but if i had to guess i would just say uh maybe seventeen thousand three hundred and seventy six. but that's just totally out of my ass i have no idea right right well is that is that too big of a stadium or too small. And I don't, I mean, 
the average NBA arena is around 18,000, give or take. So I don't, is that big enough? That seems pretty good. I mean, huh, would you really need as much room in the middle as you do for a, an NBA stadium to have Probably a basketball not. court in the middle? Well, you know what? What if we did a concert with a basketball game going on? Would people pay attention to the game and the band? It would be hard to do both at the same time. Well, I mean, everyone would be doing one thing, except for the spectators. They'll be doing two things. Right. And then what if uh, your favorite song is being played over on the on the bandstand? Would you get distracted in your basketball game? Listen, when you're LeBron James, you can get some strings pulled. I don't know if you've ever pulled any strings in your life, Greggy, but I would talk to the band. I would say this is usually my rest periods or usually when I take a little break. It'd be cool if you played these few songs while I'm sitting on the bench. And, um, you know, that'll be up to the band to, you know, figure out that timing. I, I don't know music enough. I play around with my reverb on my computer once in a while. But other than that, you know, I kind of just I kind of just let the music people do their thing. OK, so I know you're a married man, but I was just wondering, what would be your dream wedding? My dream wedding. Well, first off, is the one I had. I mean, I'm living <laughs> a dream. But if I had to pick a dream that I think an average person would want. They would probably want it, you know, I think Mexico. Okay. You, know, you got some good drinks down there. You got some nice weather, very affordable. It's a good getaway spot to get away to. It's close by. It's not a long trip. You know, you're not flying over oceans and, and worrying about that stuff. And yeah, I mean, as long as you don't run into any clowns down there, I think it's a good time. <laughs> That's always a, a worry when it comes to Mexico. They've got clowns on every street corner. I mean, it's a dangerous world out there, Greggy. I mean, you know, you know about the clowns. <laughs> uh, my my dream wedding, of course, I'm in a beautiful white gown. My bride, of course, would probably be wearing. Maybe we have matching gowns. That would be wonderful. The have you ever thing, seen that before? I don't think I've. Ever, well, I, I haven't been to many gay marriages. I've only been to two, and actually, yeah, it wasn't gowns. It was suits. So they wore matching suits. Okay. Is that a um, I'm not. I'm not planning on getting married to a man. Let me get that straight. So you. Right you. Now. Oh. So. Okay. I, so well. You would just want to wear a gown. Yes, absolutely. And when every little boy is growing up, he imagines um, a beautiful wedding gown when it comes time to get married. And I don't think it's fair that the women get to wear those. No. Uh, a, man, a man also. This is a very important day in his life. Uh, he should get the chance as well. Right. And any bride of mine will be will have to be an understanding of me wanting to wear a gown. And I, I would say that my wife that I have now is very understanding of that. And so we, I probably won't ever get married again. But well, just in case, well, if you, well, if you, if, yeah, I mean, what if you got to like renew your vows and do something like vows, that? Absolutely. The key is just not having the ceremony go too long, though. You can't have it go for too long. Oh, yeah. That's what Todd said. Well, what what I would do is. I would maybe not invite people to the first part because I want to walk up the aisle very, very slowly. I, I get winded easily. <laughs> and so I'd like to spend, you know, 45 minutes to two hours maybe just getting up there. Right, right. This is my day. I get to and do what it, I want. And it's probably going to be the first and only time you walk in a gown. You want to take it all in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you you don't want to fall down. No There's, way. You know, there's nothing more hilarious to me, hopefully to you as well, but to LeBron James, there's nothing more hilarious than watching a female try walking in heels when they're clearly 
don't have the skill set for it yet. You know, they're, they're, they're walking out of their league in those shoes and they're going to fall any moment now and their ankles are just going to snap. And, you know, in, in my in my lifetime, the scariest thing besides clowns are broken ankles. They, they, they oh, worry man. me a lot, both to me, to my friends, to my family. I, I don't want anybody to break ankles. Um, I've actually been petitioning for the NBA to stop dribbling for that very reason. So well, we can just me. run the ball. You don't have to be worried, LeBron. I am a pro at walking in high heels. Anyway, so after the ceremony, we go somewhere classy, like maybe um, Olive Garden or Red Lobster. Mm. Red Lobster might all, be – All you can eat breadsticks. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll go back to the Olive Garden. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a great reception there. Um, mm-hmm. From there, can, it's can, on to our, our – Are you getting movie. a patio? Oh, you've got to go patio. If, if you're okay. getting married, treat yourself. Get that patio. And then from there, uh, we will go on our honeymoon to Branson, Missouri. And mm. that is my dream wedding. I hope that you got to do that in your previous wedding. And that if we, not, I hope you get it in your next wedding. We had kind of a more traditional thing uh, the last time. So I didn't get to wear my gown. But, hey, our 15-year wedding anniversary is coming up. And <laughs> wait, No. <laughs> But hey, our 20-year wedding anniversary is coming up, so uh, we will do it then. <laughs> Why don't you just switch clothes? She'll wear your suit and you wear the gown. I don't like my wife wearing pants. So do you have any guesses where the Earwolf message boards are? I've only heard of this place called the Internet. I would guess if I was a betting man that I would put my money there. I'd put all my eggs in a basket there. I, I would have to answer that it's – do I have a lifeline? Can I ask a friend? Uh, well, I think you're on, on the right track. You're, so you're saying that your guess would be that it's on the internet? It's either there or it's in the library in Seattle, Washington. Those okay. are the two places I would guess. Well, I'll tell you what. Either way you go, you'll be able to get there because it is on the internet. And I happen to know, uh, I have a good friend that lives in Seattle. Uh, shout out Chance. And, and he has let me know that you can get on the internet at the library in Seattle. Oh, I was worried about that. So there you go. You got it 100% right. Great job, LeBron. Awesome. Listen, I told you, I've only lost one thing. You you won the bronze. I won the, the bronze. I, I lost the gold. Right, exactly. Bad so times. do you think you would make a good detective? Absolutely. I mean, my acting career is just getting, you know, started. So, you know, I, I'm playing a comedian as myself in this movie. Uh, who's to say I'm not on True Detective season three? You know, I I, I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything, but that that that's up to the agents to do that stuff. Um, but they, they know I'm interested. I know they're interested. Okay, so you wouldn't necessarily be an actual detective out there solving crimes or anything, but you oh, would no, play a no. great detective on a show or a movie. No, I mean Shaq does a good job of being the detective out there uh, in the <laughs> real world, so uh, I, I don't really see a need for it. As everyone knows, Shaq is a really great detective. He's also a great actor, too. Oh, definitely. Have you seen Shazam? It's classic. I would put Kazam 1, Blue Chips 2. So which is better, Stained or U2? I think without a doubt, it's got to be Stained. For me, U2 spent a lot of their early time trying to look for something, and they still haven't found it, so... Um, that's, that's, that's really troubling that it's been that long. Whereas Stained, you know, they kind of went through some good stuff. I mean, the Break the Cycle album was groundbreaking. 
uh, especially that song he did with uh, the Limp Biscuit person. Uh, everybody sings along with that song, and I don't think I've gone a day without hearing that on the radio, even today. And that's what, fifteen years old now, fourteen years old. It's been, it's been a while since it's um, the album came out. And oh, would you look at that? It's been a while. It's also on that same album. If you could name one U two song, could you? It, don't they have a song about um, a breakfast drink, a Bloody Mary? Yep, uh, Bloody Mary Sunday. It's called. Oh, it's okay. about. If you take a Bloody Mary and pour it onto uh, vanilla ice cream, that's mm. what that song is about. Okay, that I've never tried that. Maybe, maybe I should listen to some U two to, you know, get some life lessons here. It's a thing they do in Ireland. I, I wouldn't suggest it necessarily. Do you think he sleeps with sunglasses on? Well, he definitely wears them at night, but I don't know if he wears them to bed. I, I feel like he he has to. You know, it might it might help him sleep, keep the light out, and plus. When he wakes up in the morning, he doesn't want anyone to catch him slipping without those sunglasses on. Well, I think that's a, that's a good security move in general because you won't know if someone's sleeping or just sitting there being awake. And it's, it's, it's a line you don't want to cross unless you're sure. And then nobody can tell where your eyes are, whether you have them closed or not. Maybe you're faking sleeping or maybe you're looking straight at them while they break into your house. Can, can, I, can I lay you in on a little secret here, Greggy? I would love that. I use them to look at butts. Oh, oh, LeBron, you card. So now that you've heard the podcast, do you feel like you've heard of you two? Absolutely. I think I know everything about them. You only need to listen to one of their episodes. Um, and we listened to one that wasn't even about them. And I learned a tremendous amount about them, more than I would probably learn from Wikipedia. Definitely. Uh, they didn't happen to mention who the members of the band are in this episode. But a lot of times they do. So if you want to know about U2, I would say that your first place to look would be you talking U2 to me. Have you ever purchased a Stained U2 or Billy Joel album? Stained. Billy Joel sends me a copy every month um, of new music he's working on. And uh, no, I, ha- I I mean, I just heard about U2 since I've re-listened to this episode. So I, I don't really know much about it. I just know he wears sunglasses and uh, there's some lessons to be learned in the music. So um, I'll definitely, definitely have my manager go out and buy me some of those CDs. I, I haven't figured out how he does it, but he puts it onto my phone too. But I don't see how a CD would fit into this. But I mean, he's, he's a whiz. That's why he's my manager. He does it all. Uh, I haven't ever bought a Stand or a Billy Joel album, but I do have a freaking U2 album on my iTunes because these jerks forced it on me and made me get it. And mm-hmm. I talked about this before. I had Bono on the podcast um, a couple months ago, and we talked about it. We hashed it out, and I'm still angry about it. Let me just say, I mean, I told him that I was okay with it at the time, but ugh, the nerve what? of these guys to give me a free CD, it really pisses me off. You want to know what it comes down to, Greggy? It's they're not American, so they don't understand freedom. And that wasn't freedom. That was the opposite of freedom. Yes, you two are freaking communists. Mm-hmm. So what they did was an, an infringement on our rights, and they forced something onto us, which is no go in my world. You know, I, I force my will on opponents on the court, but I get paid to do that on my free time. I'm moving out of everybody's way. I'm not touching people. I'm not bumping anybody. You're a great American, LeBron. I, I hope I'm the best American, but I wouldn't call myself a patriot. <laughs> I'd call myself a Buckeye. Did Rick Rubin produce one of your albums? 
No, no, never. I got so many music people that are helping me out with my musical career, which hasn't even really begun to get off the ground. But I got I got my track list set. I got my features on there. I got my guests. I just don't have any songs yet. So, but when it comes out, you're going to see big names. You got LeBron, you got obviously LeBron James, the biggest name on the album. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Jay-Z. You're going to have Beyonce. My friend Kanye West stops by. We got tons of people. Paul McCartney is going to make an appearance. I even got Brian Wilson and Paul McCartney to do a track with me. Um, also, That's guys amazing. that some guys that you might not have heard of that you didn't know did this kind of stuff. But uh, I got Zach Efron. He's also going to be joining um, on a track list. Um, but yeah, we, we just got to write the music and, and, and write the lyrics and uh, put us on together before we can get that album out. I got to say, the one time that I... Uh, happened to be walking by and I heard you and Macaulay Culkin uh, singing a little song together. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It, it brought tears to my eyes. I can't wait for the CD to come out. You know, the Pizza Underground is probably one of my favorite bands. And, and a lot of people probably don't know what that band is, but def- definitely check out the Pizza Underground and my boy Macaulay. What's up, Macaulay? So uh, what kind of music are you going to bring out? I mean, you mentioned a lot of rappers. Is it going to be rap or what, what do you have in mind? Well, I, I'm, I plan on collaborating with the artists in their style, but combining it with something new and a twist. Like, I, I have this vision to come up with reggae electronical music. So I want EDM, but reggae out with some epic acoustic breakdowns. So that's kind of what I, that's what I like to listen to. So I, I kind of want to, you know, give back to what has given to me. Oh, my God, I'm chomping at the bit to hear this record. I can't wait. You know, we're, we're, we all need to find time. We're all, we're all very, very, very busy people. You know, when you play in five straight NBA finals, uh, catches up on you. I don't have as much time. I tried losing this year, but didn't really work out. So <laughs> I kind of have to go for it now, right, that, I'm, that I made it this far. That brings us to our time to do rate. We're going to do ratings now. So on podcasts are wonderful. We rate podcasts on a one to 10 scale where one is the worst and 10 is the best. However, podcasts are a labor of love This people put uh, their hearts and souls and minds into. And rating a podcast less than I'd say an eight is, is basically uh, spitting in their face and trying to tell people to make a podcast about you too, that you don't know anything about the band you too at the end of it. On Podcasts Are Wonderful, we like to stay in the eights, nines, and tens when we do our ratings. Do you mind going first or would you like me to go first? No, I mean, I'll absolutely go. And I, I just want to kind of follow up with what you were leading off there, Greggy. Let me close this out, you know, being one of the most clutch players in, in NBA history. Podcasts are wonderful. I've only listened to two. Let me rephrase. I've listened to one episode twice, <laughs> but I've listened to two. And uh, it was wonderful both times. Both times. You know what? Best thing about podcasts is. You might miss something the first time you hear it. Go listen to it again. You'll catch everything. So because of that factor with this episode alone, and this episode is basically my reasoning for continuing my life with podcasts in it, opposed to the previous 30 years without it, I think this is the probably the pinnacle of podcasts to me, and it's going to get a 10. 
Wow, great score. And then for me, I'm going to give You Talking You 2 to Me, episode 14, featuring Scott Ackerman, Adam Scott, and Todd Glass, also a 10. I think it's a really great podcast, and I think you should listen to it, even if you don't care about You 2. Um, the, the actual amount of time spent talking about You 2 is very, very low. It's mostly a comedy podcast at heart, and you're going to have a great time if you give it a chance. It's been a little... Oh. <laughs> it's been a while since they've done an episode, but there's still that chance there. Like I said, uh, there was a picture of Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman at the U2 concert on Twitter. It's possible they'll make a new episode for us. So I'd say subscribe, listen to the backlog and hope for a new episode in the future. Or they could just do a stained glass episode too. I mean, stain has a lot of albums they can cover. Absolutely. I would love to hear Todd glass back on the show. Uh, talking about his favorite band, Stained, that he knows everything about. You need the experts when you have podcasts. That's why you had me on here, to be the expert about basketball. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh, So is there anything else you'd like to talk about, LeBron, uh, concerning you talking you two to me or anything at all before we wrap it up? No, you know, just got to focus on the finals. It's, you know, a big game and, you know, both teams play hard. Uh, We have to come out and, and give it our best shot. Oh, sorry. I thought this was a, uh, a pregame interview. Um, no, I, I, I guess just thanks. I'm sorry. Sometimes my mind just goes to, you know, the things I do every day. But no, I thanks for having me, you know, wasted a Sunday night where I could have been studying game film. So if we lose the game, I'm, I'm not going to blame you, but I, I at least now have a scapegoat when I do lose the game. All right. Well, I will take that as an honor. Uh, if you lose the game, it was definitely my fault. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and enjoying this podcast, I hope. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.